Welcome to the What the What podcast, where yeah. we are excited to celebrate the holiday Christmas season with you this year. Mm-hmm. How are y'all? I'm Eric Creech, alongside Kyle Whitley and Ashby Brain. Yeah. This is our penultimate episode. It's one of those fancy words that our, our friends from the Teen Wolf uh, Rewatch podcast really like. Um, that means this is the next to last episode of not just this season of uh, episodes, but of the year mm-hmm. uh, here in uh, 2021. And we are excited to uh, to be finishing off what I think is a very successful foray into our seasonal format. Yes. Thank goodness Eric this. hasn't kicked me off yet for all the Jingle Bells. No, no, I'm enjoying well, I, my, <laughs> Two years ago, Eric probably would have killed I you. I would have punched something. I mean, yes. Eric has grown as a person is I what have. we're saying. Yes. You know, the he doctor, also loves Christmas. The doctor now. says my heart is from three sizes too large. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a medicine. I've got to take a pill for it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my man. I think there's a fan fiction story there that we should Probably. Write. Probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look, I have fully, thoroughly enjoyed this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the holidays anyway, so it's a season tailor-made for me to love it. But no I, I think we're really... <laughs> I think we're really... Uh, I'm really excited to see where this season yeah. format format concept takes us because I think it's it's really great for us and I think it's good for the listeners. Um, I'm really really excited. Just a lot of places we can go. With yeah, it. Like and we, we have listen. ideas, guys. We yeah. do. Oh, we have we, ideas. We will reveal them yeah. next week on the live episode, um, or maybe you know we might just you know record a little something something just saying, hey preview for the next season is going to come out this day and we'll do you know we'll maybe mm-hmm. keep you in suspense who knows mm-hmm. yeah um, or just tell you everything or maybe our guts. yeah who knows patient so <laughs> it's from rocky horror it is <laughs> i don't get that reference <laughs> someday. someday someday all right i'll be living in the big old city okay anyway someday. welcome again when to the what the what podcast where we around. Wonder why we all sang three different songs. We <laughs> were always there someday. <laughs> oh man! Please subscribe to us on. Delightful. I'm not even gonna finish the previous sentence. Welcome to the what, what the what podcast where we insert yep. whatever you like to. Yeah, yeah. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. And of course, rate and review us five stars only. Positive vibes only. If you do not give us five stars, it is confirmed. You're a hater. You're getting cold for Christmas. But not the steak. No steaks. Just cold. Just it's cold. not even like the good lighting coal either. Mm. It's like just useless coal at this point. Hey, I looked that up, by the way, and it hasn't been invented. Mm. We have time. Yeah. We have time. Just There's saying. time. Naughty and nice. Just saying. Please also follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. At what the what media? All oh, one word. Hey, I actually got to use that two weeks ago. A lady was in the front office. She says, "Hey, Kyle, are you still doing that podcast thing?" I was like, "Yeah, I've been doing it a long time now." And she said, uh, "How how do I find you?" And I said, "Well, you go anywhere, type in what the what media, all one word, and you'll be able to find it." And you know what? Two seconds later, she goes, "Oh, there it is." I what found the what it. Media. it. It works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we're also on Twitter. WTW underscore media. And on today's episode, we are taking a. Deep, Deep dive. dive. Deep. Deep. graves. Dive. And this is our year in review episode mm-hmm. for 2021, where we are going to discuss all the things that we enjoyed about pop culture 
in the year of our Lord, 2021. That brought us joy. That mm. brought us joy. Um, this is year two of the pandemic. And, you know, in some places it's hard to find joy in some of that. But we we found that in some of our, of our uh, favorite things. Mm. So there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is. And, and that light is a dumpster fire. Favorite <laughs> things. So we are going to discuss those things yep. uh, in, uh, maybe not in depth, but, you know, we're going to touch base on the things that we enjoyed this past year. And with that, we're each going to be sharing three things. And Ashby, you know, I feel like you, uh, you're really good at, you know, starting us off, you know, going up the bat first, you know, leading off for us. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a baseball reference. That's a baseball. That's a sports ball reference oh, for you. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, go sports. You're, you're going to lead off for us, get on base. Then Kyle will go in there and try to advance the runner. And then I'm going up there to hit a home run. So I'll probably get hit by okay. the ball. That's okay. You're, sure. That means you get on base. I do. I'll take that, your word for it. That's a great on base percentage. Yeah, lean, lean into, into it. it. That's right. Um, so, Ashby, uh, please share with us something from this past year that you are thankful for, that you enjoyed that you would recommend to our listening audience. Okay. So uh, this ties in perfectly with the podcast. This year, for the first time, we partnered with another podcast. We did. We did. And that was super exciting. My favorite episode of the year, probably. Yeah, yeah Eric got to here. talk about community. <laughs> we got to talk about community. Sorry. Kyle was on Sorry, Kyle. paternity leave? Yeah. Yes. 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 And so, yes, paternity leave. And we got to sit down with the host of Return to Beacon Hills, which is a Teen Wolf rewatch podcast. And they also are huge community fans. And so Eric finally had someone to talk to community about. And it was was the greatest thing ever. Happiest Eric's ever been doing the podcast. Honestly, I've never seen him smile that big. Like, the only thing that can even come close is I know, mean, you did a psych episode, but if we could, like, do a psych episode with Maggie Lawson and right, Timothy right. Uh, the Ungerson. psychologist are in. Yeah, if we yeah. could do some kind of uh, crossover there, that would be awesome too. But yes, they, they were fantastic. Yes, yeah. our first ever crossover. Super thankful for that. And then I uh, crossed over to their podcast because I love, love, love the show Teen Wolf, which um, ran on MTV a few years ago for multiple seasons and kickstarted some careers, n- namely Dylan O'Brien's and also Tyler Hecklin's. Um, I could talk about all the the pop culture references for days. But what I really want to say is that Will and Kate and Calissa, who are the host of Return to Beacon Hills, um, were uh, wonderful enough to have me back on their podcast recently. And so we have what I would consider like a podcast partnership with them now. We might have them back on at some point. Um, We have a lot of, you know, cross touch points for the things that we like in pop culture. And I'm just really grateful that we got to do that with them, that Calissa reached out and that she and I had had a previous, you know, friendship. And that leads me to the big news in the Teen Wolf fandom this year. Uh, Jeff Davis announced, who's the creator, head writer, producer, whatever of Teen Wolf, um, he announced recently uh, on the anniversary of the show that Teen Wolf is getting a movie. Yes. What? Michael J. Fox is back. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Technically, they've already had two. One, two movies? Uh, that's oh. Air Bud, isn't it? That's, that's before Air Bud. Oh. Anywho. No. <laughs> no. We just no. killed every bit of excitement. Please <laughs> don't watch the show Teen Wolf thinking it's going to be like the Michael J. Fox movie or because Air it is not or yeah. Airbud. Um, so yeah, if you haven't, if you if you 
are ready to open your heart to another TV show um, and you would like to start uh, binging something, please give Teen Wolf a chance. It's a fantastic show. You know, there is a little bit of a ramp up in, with the first few episodes, but it's so well done. It really holds up. Um, I've been very much enjoying Return to Beacon Hills, the rewatch Teen Wolf podcast, as I rewatch Teen Wolf for the third time. And the, I'm so excited about the movie, which will be coming out in the next year or two. So I, that's one thing that I'm super Super thankful for and also like really happy about that happened this past year and, you know, something that I have to look forward to in the future. Nice. Great choice. Awesome. Great way to start us off. Kyle, you're up next. I'm going back and forth, but uh, I'm going to throw this one out there. I would say that this is associated with pop culture, but skateboarding for the first time ever was in the Olympics this year. Yeah. So I would say, you know, growing up being, you know, I was never great, but like skateboarding in middle school and into high school, some how it was, you know, people would say, it's not a sport, it's not this, it's not that, you know, whatever. It literally defies gravity. Like, yeah. I don't understand how people skateboard. Sure. I don't, it's got to, it's it's sheer athleticism. It is. It's no way there's, it's not a sport. When there's I like watch people and math do it, behind it like, I'm just like, yeah. absolutely not. I could never, I could mm-hmm. never do that. I'd it's kill crazy. myself real fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it was cool to see, honestly, I didn't get to watch a ton of it. And it was honestly very shocking because I feel like some of the major names, at least that are current, didn't either place high like they went they made it to make it to the olympics but a lot of them were beat out like either early on they didn't make it to the next round or just you know in the finals in general they were beat out which was cool because you finally did get to see some kids you know or even adults in different countries that maybe don't have the big name recognition that some of these other people do but their skills showed it all they put it out there and they did the best they could and they came out on on top and i think that was cool um, I know there's a lot of debate, you know, you've got some people that are hardcore, you know, that's, you know, it's punk, it shouldn't be this, it shouldn't be some big globalized thing. You know what, they're punk. Yeah, well, they are. But uh, I think it is cool, though. I think it's something, especially if you're younger, it brings it back into the spotlight for another generation to see how cool skateboarding can be um, and what the things are out there. Plus, just the insane amount of things that people can do now on a skateboard compared to when we were younger. It's crazy. For real. And so, and it was also men and women who were skateboarding in the Olympics. It's something, you know, in the past, you know, I'm not going to say not short few years, but still, whenever I was younger, you didn't see very many female skateboarders. You saw maybe one that was famous. The rest kind of fell by the wayside. You didn't hear as much about them versus now you hear a lot about them. Um, And then to also see them recognized on the global scale to be able to do what they're doing too. I definitely heard, you know, some reviews and stuff for the, you know, there's some things they need to work on and grow for, you know, future Olympics with it. Uh, but something that honestly a lot of us probably thought would never happen happened this year. So mm-hmm. great job. One I didn't see coming, which is pretty awesome. So um, you might see this coming. I don't know, but um, my first entry onto the year in review for 2021, very specifically for 2021, um, is the fact that we had a Friends cast reunion mm-hmm. on HBO Max, which I watched, and it was. So wonderful. It was delightful. It was so delightful. Um, I've never seen really any solid all the way through episode of Friends, but I watched the reunion. See, I should go watch it then. I love reunions. So great to see not only them get back together and discuss memories of the show, but then filming their reactions to walking back on set. Mm. Oh, yeah. Everybody Um, cried. Everyone's crying. Everyone's, you know, know, reminiscing about, you know, remember when we did this and that. Mm. Um, 
you know, just oh, there's so many great things. They they ha- they played homage to so many great moments in the show. They did the trivia. They showed out mm-hmm. the, uh, some iconic outfits, Looks, including yeah. the holiday armadillo. Yeah, they had Joey pick out his hand twin, which is a very uh, like minuscule like thing from the end of season five, where he and a random blackjack dealer have the i have identical right, right. hands. Yeah. I mean, just I um, love but, how they did something in the reunion special for like. If you've kind of, if you're kind of into Friends and you've kind of seen some episodes, and then also like if you're in the Friends fandom, like they did some real like micro stuff that mm-hmm. I I didn't get, but you know was Absolutely. delightful to watch. Um, it was fantastic for me. Um, I subscribed to HBO Max solely for that, mm-hmm. and me and Ivy have actually started a rewatch of Friends. She's never seen the show. Oh, and so. that was six months ago. We're six seasons in. What was your favorite part of the reunion? Like, what was your favorite sort I of... I really think it's like just seeing them walk through the set at the very okay. beginning. Okay, And just seeing their reaction to it. Um, I really love when they did the table rereads. Yes, those were great too. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> I really need to go back and rewatch it She's again. like, Monica and Chandler! Monica and Chandler! My eyes! My eyes! Also, was I the only one that had no idea and was super shook about the Jennifer Aniston, David Schwimmer reveal? Yeah, that one really threw everybody, I think. Yeah, I was was blown away that they admitted it, were honest about it, were candid about it, were like, yeah, this happened. I was just like... Is this have have people thought that this was a thing for a while? Like, am I actually is this are they actually spilling tea or is this something everyone kind of knew? But apparently, many many people were shocked. Yeah, so I need to go find out about it. You've got it. You've got to watch it. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was great. Um, And one more thing, uh, this is unrelated, but you know, you mentioned that we had a partnership with uh, Return to Beacon Hills. We also had our first ever crossover with the YouTube channel Blanks. That's right. Asked for. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, they have actually started their own podcast as well, talking about Blanks. Um, So we may have another crossover in the future, but I I appeared on one of their videos. Mm -hmm. It was great. Uh, The Disney, um, the royalty-free remix volume three Disney edition, where we took Disney songs Mm -hmm. and re-sang them under different genres. And uh, the two songs that I re-sang were... Um, how far I'll go from Moana, but in a country genre, mm-hmm. and then a whole new world, which was done in hip hop. Mm-hmm. So, and I Delightful. think I saw them post. I could be wrong, but I think they've got like new merch out and stuff too. They do have mm-hmm. new so merch. Definitely reach and out. Those guys have done up. a really great job commenting on our stuff, which yes. I really appreciate. They're very supportive. They're awesome. Make sure you give them some love. They they work really hard and they put up mm-hmm. some great quality content. So. They do. Yeah. Um, Ashby, your second thing that you're thankful for in the year 2021. Uh, is there anything this. on this list that I'm going to take away from you if I call I mean, out? You don't go full that. Okay. But okay. You can go that. Just that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Quick cool. correction. This is not the things you're thankful for in 2021. Well, it's the year in review, but well, these are so, all the things that we're yes. thankful so for. So one I mean, year we did things that we were thankful that for. That we were thankful for. Well, at least we've talked about it. Or we've talked about doing it. And this year we decided to do like a year in review episode and my brain confused them. But then I realized that they're the same thing. They're literally the same thing. These are things that we enjoyed this year. Yes, things that I'm thankful that I got to enjoy in a year that, much like last year, was difficult sometimes. Mm. And so I'm thankful for 
the fact that I have pop culture and fandom to like dive into when everything else seems too difficult or too hard, right? Mm. So <laughs> I keep saying I'm thankful for, but just year in review, things I enjoyed. Um, okay, Marvel TV shows. I think uh, some of us are going to talk about this specifically at, as an umbrella and then deep dive into specific TV shows. So the specific one I would like to choose that I know that you guys heard me talk about ad nauseum leading up to it was the Falcon Winter Soldier mm-hmm. TV show. Yes. And, you know, I feel like I've always been on the Marvel sh- Marvel movies, DC TV train, mm-hmm. okay? And, you know, DC hasn't historically done movies that really interest me. And other than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I haven't watched a single Marvel TV show mm-hmm. historically. And so I was... I was super excited, but I was also nervous, I think, like everyone else, going into this new run of TV shows coming to Disney Plus based on the, you know, extended MCU Mm. movie universe. And look, I was ready to like Falcon Winter Soldier no matter what. Like, defend it to the death, love every part of it, like support Bay Bucky Barnes. I, I didn't care. I didn't care what they did. I honestly didn't care. I was going to love it. Um, what I didn't expect is for them to do it so well mm-hmm. and to literally meet almost every expectation I had for finally giving Bucky Barnes the character he deserved and giving Sebastian Stan actual lines mm-hmm. that so that he could play an actual fully fleshed out character that I've been giving my headcanon to for mm-hmm. the last eight years, right? And so it just, it was everything I expected and more. Um, I know that everyone sort of now has a favorite, right? Like mm-hmm. you have a favorite MCU TV show because they're so different and they're so varied and they're so wonderfully done. But Falcon Winter Soldier was what I expected to like the most, and it's definitely what I like the most. I have been pleasantly surprised at how much I've enjoyed the other ones, mm-hmm. um, Hawkeye being the one that's on right now, and already two episodes in, no spoilers, but I am just like, thank you. Like, thank you. You know, the mm-hmm. things, and here's here's what I'll say specifically about Falcon Winter Soldier, but I think it applies to every TV show that Marvel has done this year. There are limitations to large cinematic like cinematic undertakings mm-hmm. right like there are just things you cannot do in a feature film that you can do when you're given hours mm-hmm. of TV yes. right and so i understand that like i understood that there were character limitations and time limitations and you know financial limitations i like i get why the parts that I feel like are missing in the MCU are missing. Mm. Um, But because of that, I now had a bigger expectation for these TV shows because I'm like, okay, you don't have an excuse anymore. Mm -hmm. You have five hours to tell me this story, okay? You have five hours to flush out these characters. If you don't do it and you don't do it in a way that I think the fandom expects then you can't fall back on, oh, well, it was an ensemble cast and we had to give time to everyone mm-hmm. and we only had two or three hours. And I just think that that in a way it frees you up, right? Mm-hmm. But then in a way it weighs you down because you, now you don't have an excuse. Sure. And from you know start to finish, WandaVision, now we have Hawkeye, 
I know they're going to keep coming out with TV shows, but I just, it, it surpassed all my expectations in a really wonderful way. And I'm really, I've been really happy this past year watching Marvel TV shows. I'm not going to jump ton into that. The only thing I will mention is something that we've never really seen much before was done with these type of movies, where typically you will have the movies that have these stars that are cast that you never see on television because they've reached the movie level. Yep. Uh, but to see them do shows where they bring those stars that are now the stars of these television shows, it's not where like how Agents of Shield were its own show, which is good. I'm not bashing that, right? But they would have moments where they bring in a star every once in a while, right? From right, these like Fury or Sif, and yeah. it was a big deal. Like and it yeah, was, yeah. And it was good. But to to have that, where all of a sudden they're going to bring these actors that are on this level that you know from these movies. And not make a movie around them, like right. you know the the ongoing things where maybe you see them once or twice, but to have a full blown show that is them. I, th- I thought that was great, and they did well with it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, mine jumps way off. Uh, it's not. I don't, it's not. Again, it's not necessarily like, oh man, I'm super thankful. Uh, and I'm not saying I'm not thankful, but something big happened this year that also relates to when we were kids. But uh, the free Britney, free Britney movie. Yes. Happened yes. This year. Um. So he it's been going on something on my list. Nice. Good uh, job. It's been going on for a while. Uh, it says it gained steam in like February this year. Like this isn't something that just started this year. It's something that's been going on for a long time. Yeah. Um, a where Britney time. Spears has been in a conservatorship. Yep. Is that the correct way? Yep. Uh, where other people are making decisions for her. Yeah. Uh, but there's a movie came out. Uh, it's called uh, Framing Britney Spears from New York Times put out a documentary anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and it showed you a lot of what was going on, what that really meant for her. Yeah. As far as conservatorship, you it also see... Horrifying. Well, it goes back, to to show what she was going through in those times when we were younger. Right. And as teenagers or whatever else, we looked at it and said, Brittany's gone crazy. Like, right, right. She is crazy, blah, blah. She shaved her head. Yeah. It's, yeah. She's nuts. Let's yeah. put her on the news. Like, right. And as teenagers, that's what we were told. And even in the world we lived in, like, people did not know how to talk about mental health issues. They did not right. know how to react to things properly. But then to go back even beyond that and see paparazzi, like we knew paparazzi was a big deal. It's always been there. Right. But to see all that she was going through, all how she's getting chased down. Right. How so many horrible things happen. Right. You didn't take that in consideration. Yeah, she was some famous star. Yeah, a lot of those altercations now look very much like assault. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, like, and so to go back upsetting. and see it, like... I remember her coming out probably maybe a little bit elementary school, but definitely middle school. She was on TRL every Mm -hmm, day, you know, mm -hmm. top hits. And so, and you know, she's been doing great things. You know, she looked like she'd been, you know, her health was much better. She seemed to be doing good things. You know, she was in Vegas, I think, um, doing a show constantly. But to see this and to go behind the scenes and to know like all that she has dealt with over the years, and especially when the world pretty much just kind of just cast her out as crazy versus offering any sort of help and to realize like what paparazzi was doing as well. And then to know that she still was underneath this. Like, we kind of vaguely, like, let it float out because she wasn't in the main spotlight. We've moved on. We've grown up. We've done other things. Right. And we don't think about her as, you know, still being underneath that. Um, Right. And so that was a big ordeal when this came out and people saw it and really brought it to light that the Free Britney Britney movement became global and more worldwide, more worldly known. Well, and I also think just the idea that the public, the general public... Mm -hmm coming to the understanding of what a conservatorship is and what it means. Mm -hmm. Like, I think before this year, most people had no idea what that legally meant. Mm -hmm. You know, even if they knew vaguely that she was in one, like how, how awful it was and like how binding. Yeah. And I think as the closest thing I can think of, especially when we were that age was like, you heard the stories, you didn't really have internet as much, but like Macaulay Culkin, home alone, his parents were in control of everything. (laughs) 
he like, you know, whatever, I'm blanking on terms right now, but when he pretty much said, I'm an adult, I take care of all my things, kicked his family like where they couldn't control his stuff anymore, uh, he did that on his own. That's kind of as much as you knew about it. Right, emancipation. He emancipated himself. But to think, you know, and I think in our minds we vaguely thought that's what Britney Spears is in, where like her parents just kind of control her things or, you know, her dad and other people. Right, right. But to realize it's much deeper than that. And she's, you know, years older than us and still is in that. Like it's not some person that was young and didn't know how to handle money or situations, so they took control to help. Right. It's not with it. Maybe vaguely that's kind of what it was then. Right. But to know that she if still she had, has had that, a loving family that she could trust, maybe sure. that would have been true. Sure. But and yeah. you didn't know that. Like right, you right. know now so much more because of what this documentary showed you. Right. And that people dug deeper into these things. Right. Um, and I want to say it was in the last month or so that she did break free yes. from that. Like yes, a judge awarded her freedom from the conservatorship. She now has control over her own life and her money and all that yeah. good stuff. And but now. Of course, she's going to have to deal with, like, civil ramifications mm-hmm. of, like, how to untangle all of that from her father and the lawyers. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's still a long battle For sure. Ahead. It's not some just thing that's night and day. It's right. done. Right. But at least, like, our legal system have said, you deserve the rights to your own choices and your own money and, mm-hmm. your you know, all of that. So, like, that's, that's the start. Like, that's yeah. what's most important. And I think it's just so. cool, like, for it to get brought to our eyes to know that these things happen, especially with somebody that famous and that right. big. And also, by the way, uh, same thing happened to Amanda Bynes. Mm-hmm. She's under a conservatorship. So. And Amanda Bynes, like, for what we all saw, like, within the last five years, like, Amanda Bynes is nuts. She's going crazy. She's done right. all this. Right. Paparazzi's everywhere. Like, right. she's in a changing room, like, for hours because paparazzi's there. Crazy. Um, and we look at her and we're like, oh, right. she's doing all these crazy things. And it's like, well... Yeah. Take two seconds to step back and look at what's really going on here. Right. Well, and also, I think the thing that you get from framing Britney Spears especially is, like, how much, how culpable are we, the public, in this whole culture of paparazzi? Mm -hmm. You know, there have been a lot of paparazzi in the last few years that have come out and said, like, I I don't do that anymore, and I now have, like, major, like, moral dilemmas around what I did and how Mm -hmm. I did it and why I was doing it, you know? But also, when when we buy the crap out of star magazine Mm -hmm. because they paid a paparazzi $500,000 for one photo Mm -hmm. of a star doing something they shouldn't have been doing or being somewhere they shouldn't have been Mm -hmm. or just minding their own business or just taking the right photo. Right. Or like with their kids, like you're taking pictures of children, you know, like you're hiding in bushes and you're jumping Mm -hmm. out of cars and you're breaking and entering into like, it's just nuts. And Mm -hmm. so, how how do we how do we change that right and it like it's on us to a certain extent as a culture like as as fans and in pop culture and as a people to say the only way to stop this whole supply and demand situation mm-hmm. is to stop demanding it yeah. right so mm-hmm. stop buying these publications that purchase these photos mm-hmm. and it has gotten better right like you sure. talk to stars like Dak Shepard. I listen to his podcast, mm-hmm. Armchair Expert, and he's very open about his very long-term relationship with the paparazzi. Mm-hmm. And he and his wife, Kristen Bell, started this sort of movement um, in Hollywood. And I don't know if it's an actual like contract system, but it's basically like, here are the paparazzi that we'll work with, and here are the paparazzi mm-hmm. we won't. And it's based solely on the fact that we have asked these publications who buy from paparazzi to Mm -hmm. sign an agreement that they will not buy or publish photos of our children. Mm -hmm. And then that that means that there is absolutely no 
monetary gain Mm -hmm. for then the paparazzi to want photos of our children, you know? And it's like, he's, he's like, look, I'm not arguing that like I bought into this life, right? Like Mm -hmm. I became a movie star to a certain extent. Like I have chosen this particular thing that makes me susceptible for people chasing me down to take my picture. Mm -hmm. Okay. Kristen and I, we made full like choices in good faith and like all knowledge about being famous. Okay. Mm -hmm. Our kids, who were like five and eight, didn't make that choice, Mm -hmm. had nothing to do with that choice, have no options other than to be our children, right? And like, they don't deserve that. And they're minors, by the way. So like, I think we're changing the conversation, which is important. So definitely dig into that if you hadn't. Absolutely. Um, Well, I'm going to go back onto uh, Ashby's train for my second entry into the year in review for me. Um, We're going to go a few months prior to uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, to WandaVision, yes. which came out mm-hmm. in very early uh, 2021, January. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, this was like the first time, like they released two episodes um, out of a possible, uh, it was a nine episode series. And it was the first time watching something where I had no idea mm-hmm. what was going on. Like, you know, producer Ricky or former producer Ricky, Ricky uh, from uh, who gets a shout out on every episode. He was like, what are they doing? I was like, honestly, dude, I have no idea. <laughs> it's I mean, delightful. I have, I have no idea. Delightful. I'm, I'm <laughs> just, as, yeah. but just the way they recreated fifties and sixties and seventies and eighties and nineties television. Yeah. Um, all the way up to two thousands to like, you know, every, the first six or seven episodes were all spoofs. Um, on the television at that time, uh, spoofing the Dick Van Dyke show and Bewitched, um, you know, like Growing Pains and mm-hmm. um, Malcolm in the Middle and Modern Family in the Office and just, you know, just those that artistic decision was delightful for me. While they tell a story um, about Wanda and her in her grief. And the other strange things going on, you know, it, it was literally like each week, like you get a little piece of the puzzle and you get another little piece of the puzzle. And then you're, you're starting to shape what the puzzle looks like. And then they, they hit you mm-hmm. with, it was Agatha all along. And they hit you with that. And then the last episode where, it, you know, the kids and, um, and, you know, not vision and, um, and mm-hmm. Wanda and mm-hmm. you know they all come together to fight as a family reminds you of the um, the Incredibles yes um, and then she has to let them all go I mean it's just it I was, sobbed it was beautiful I sobbed hysterically it you guys have seen me do it artistically <laughs> beautiful uh, the story was beautiful it opened up um, just waves of how where they go from here we got to see Darcy and Agent um, and uh, Jimmy Woo mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, just uh you know, there, there's a couple of flaws with that, but for the first Marvel television show to come out, yeah, um, and especially when it came out, it had us captivated. Um, and Marvel would continue this uh, captivation. Um, you know, you mentioned the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They also would do this in Loki. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with What If that came out um, in early summer. And then, as you mentioned earlier, Hawkeye has uh, has come out and is a delightful watch, a, ho- a delightful holiday watch. Protect the pizza dog at all costs. Mm-hmm. Oh, lucky. Um, just uh, Marvel. 
I, I ha- I, honestly, I have not seen any Marvel movies this year. I've started Black Widow. I'm halfway through. I will watch Shang, uh, Shang-Chi. I will get to The Eternals. I am planning on going to watch Spider-Man uh, the weekend it comes out. But, yep. mm-hmm. you know, with the, the pandemic in, interrupting our entertainment avenues, yes. I'm finding it difficult to jump back into where I was, where I'd right. be at the movies once or sure. twice a month. Look, Black Widow's excellent. Um, it is. Shang-Chi is excellent. Yes. Um, I still have to see the Eternals. But my Marvel television fix is what's kept me in the yes. Marvel MCU yes. fandom this past year. Yeah. And it all started with WandaVision. Mm-hmm. So uh, that would be my second entry on the list. Nice. Ashby? Okay. Am I going to take this? Am I going to steal this from you? You can, you can have it. Okay. Um, we should compare Spotify <laughs> records to see who actually listens more. I think yeah. it would be me. Whenever I think it probably is probably you, gonna be me. Um, but whenever they, <laughs> whenever Spotify gives out the uh, year in review, review, does Apple Music do that? I'm I sorry. Just, I yeah. listen to old things that I've listened okay. to forever. They, well, they don't give you like, like hey, here's what you've listened to this year. Right. The most. I all they do. Yeah. All they, do okay. they do it all the time. Yeah. They have a whole thing that if I want to, I can just go click. Right. Now. Okay. Man, okay. That was I gotta be a burn on you. You turned it on. No burn. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. I gotta figure Spotify out how to, doesn't do that for how you all to get the time. to it. Um. Anyway. Okay. So Spotify. Uh. Love Spotify. Miss it. I, I don't think they'd start releasing it until December first. Um. I took a little break during the holidays this last week. I haven't been um listening as much because there's been so much good stuff on TV, and I've been busy. But y'all. I, on a daily basis, I feel like throughout the last two years, because now we have last year of the pandemic, this year of the pandemic, like there's got to be someone at Spotify. You know how there's that joke about your your personal FBI agent? Mm-hmm. You know, there's got to be someone at Spotify that is like, should I reach out to her? Because like all she's done for two years is listen to Murder Podcast and Taylor Swift. And I feel like someone needs to check on her. They go like, hand in hand. It's right? Fun. It's fun. like that's with a little smattering of Hamilton there mm-hmm. for a while. I remember it all too well. Yeah. And then every once in a while I'll get like in with some punky stuff or whatever. And I, you know, I, but for real, for real, I listen to podcasts, most of which are true crime based, but not all. And then I, since she came out with Folklore last year, I mean, actually probably since Lover, right? She released yeah, Lover right Lover, before the pandemic. Lover was great. And ever since then, I can't not listen to Taylor Swift. Like, I I just listen to her constantly. And if you had told high school, college, grad school me that I was going to listen to this much Taylor Swift, I would have been like, there's no way. I mean, I love her. I love her, right? But, like, there's no way. I like her radio hits. That's about it. We're surface level. Um, loving her is red. I, look, loving her is red. Speaking of red, Taylor's version dropped recently. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. She's been doing her re-releases um, and not to sound like a total Swifty, but I just want to make it clear that she is not re-releasing to make money. She is re-releasing because she tried to buy her original music and was denied that opportunity. And the only way legally that she can get around that is to re-record everything she doesn't own and make a new version of it and then call it Taylor's version. That's the only way she can do it. And it's it's just about ownership. It's not about money. That being said, thanks to her fans, girls making a lot of money on these re-records mm-hmm. because other people um, or other entities like 
uh, I believe iHeartRadio recently released a statement and said, as Taylor puts out Taylor's version, we will no longer be hosting not Taylor's version on our streaming service. So the people who bought her music out from under her can no longer benefit from it monetarily. Something um, also, I think Spotify and iHeartRadio did this for Adele. They, um, Adele put out some uh, her new album, and she uh, requested that if you're listening to the album, you cannot skip Shuffle. ahead. Shuffle, yes. You, you have, have to, to listen to it in to order. It in the order that it was originally. Because some albums, that's important. And is, yeah. I think that's pretty you know, yeah. awesome that they're using their platform to say, hey, this album was a, you know crafted this way on purpose. It's a story that we're trying to tell. Yes. And lesser artists, you know, when I say lesser artists, less popular artists have come out in appreciation for that because yeah. they also mm-hmm. want the story to be told. But in the age of streaming, mm-hmm. you just click on what you want. Now you can go right. and search the song right. itself, and that's True. fine. But right. when you're listening to the album, right. you got to go in order, in just order. like if you were listening to a CD, absolutely, or a tape or whatever, right? So. Yeah, or vinyl, yeah. yeah. So, yes, I've just been, I feel like Taylor is one of those artists that grows with me, right? Like she, she's my age, right? About. And so as her music evolves, I evolve. And so her adult music is just really, she's, she's talking about the things and she's telling the kind of stories that someone my age identifies with and wants to hear. And I just can't, I can't get enough of it. And then with her re-releases, I'm rediscovering her albums um, you know, Red was probably about the time that I started really thinking like, oh, okay, so like this girl's mad talented, right? Mm-hmm. Technically that but, was her last uh, yes. album that was considered to be country before she yes. went full on. Yes, and she was definitely mm-hmm. mixing genres, oh, yeah, definitely. you know. But Way before that. Like she released, the first album she re-released was Fearless and Fearless was kind of like my college era where I wasn't mm-hmm. listening to her and I kind of missed a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Speak Now is kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, cause Taylor rumored Swift, to be the next re- re-release, rumor, by the yes, rumored to be the next release. Um, cause when Taylor Swift was, was emerging as Taylor Swift, I was kind of coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. So she, she missed me musically a little bit until we got to red and that's when it kind of took off. And then she, right before lover, she dropped miss Americana, which is a documentary on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And watching that was probably the moment that everything really solidified for me as like, I'm going to follow this girl Mm -hmm. like to the edges of the earth because the way she talked about the double standards in the music industry, the, the ways that the music industry is stacked against artists and especially independent artists, Mm -hmm. um, the way that she is sort of vilified for being a boss and running her own business, you know, and, being very involved with her own image and her own label and just the way she's marketed. Mm -hmm. Um, She was really open and honest about a lot of things in that documentary that didn't even have anything to do with her music necessarily, more about her brand and who she is as a person. And I was like, okay, like, I really like this girl. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've just been, this last year, really two years, I found a lot of like, retreat and solace and like get away from itness uh, with everything happening in the world by just listening to Taylor Swift over and over and over and over and over and over again and I'm I'm not ashamed I'm not ashamed that's okay <laughs> and I remember it oh yeah oh and oh, then oh, to tie it all oh, in Dylan O'Brien 
who starred as Styles in Teen Wolf, um, was cast as Taylor in her music video of the re-release of the 10-minute version of All Too Well. Mm. And if you guys follow me on Twitter, when that news dropped, you saw me tweet, like, I don't think I'll ever emotionally recover from this. Mm. And I haven't. I haven't. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. And then also, my man Dylan, look, I love, he's so funny. They interviewed him because she did a red carpet release at Mm. a theater in Midtown, Manhattan, um, for the music video, which was mm-hmm. like 13 minutes long. And it also stars Sadie Sink from Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. And of course, because they can't help themselves, they asked Dylan, you know, like, so you're effectively like playing Jake Gyllenhaal in this movie or mm-hmm. whatever, or this music video. And he was like, uh, my character's name was Brandon. <laughs> and I was like, yes. Yes. Like, he understood the assignment. <laughs> it's just, I laughed for like five minutes. That's funny. <laughs> Kyle, what is your last entry onto the year in review? My last one, honestly, is a little bit combined together. Now that Ashby's, at least with the main choices, I don't know what you have next. But for me, same way as you spoke earlier, I haven't had a chance to really go out to the movies as much, or at least not as much as I used to. Uh, with our streaming platforms, you are seeing some things a little bit earlier, or even just... With HBO Max now that I have, because I bought it for one thing and then never stopped paying for it. Uh, after one, you know, after a little while, they'll start putting some stuff on there too. Um, we watched this the other night, and I'm going to do two other little movie things. But I think movies as a category in general, uh, there's tons of stuff that I'm not going to mention. I'm only going to mention three real fast. King Richard, I watched the other night. It's where Will Smith plays uh, Venus and Serena Williams' dad. Mm-hmm. It was good. And it's one of those things that Will Smith, as he typically does in a lot of his characters, you forget he's Will Smith and you just, he's a really great character. Yeah. Um, and just the way the movie was done, like I never have been big into tennis, but just even the trailer, the way it was presented to itself, uh, I was really excited for that. And even the thing that I kept thinking about while watching it was, uh, I think, I'm trying to remember, I think it was like a movie way back when it was like Jackson 5, it was really long. Um, and you see, like, Michael Jackson's dad and just how he was very demanding and how he was very not, I mean, of all the brothers and not, like, the whole family, but about how they had to have these instruments, how they had to play, how they had to do this, how they had to do that. And like I said, I've not done any research into the background of the Williams family to know if this is true or not, but just the way his character is portrayed, he's very much not that. He's very much like, I'm pushing you and I'm going to support you, but I love you and you're my daughters and I care very much for you. Um, so there is that side of it where he pushed them very hard and right. they do go out, but he pushed them in a good way, I would say. Right. Um, and they, they cover that too, because the neighbors like get on to him for constantly always pushing his kids. Yeah. Um, it was definitely, it was just fun to watch, like to see what they've been through, you know, and like, again, it's a movie, so it's not hundred percent accurate, I'm sure, but right. Well, it was given a good how movie. much Serena and Venus have been a part of sure. the marketing of the movie and like pushing the movie, I would assume that, yeah. that oh. they have kind of put their stamp on the accuracy. They're of it. executing producing. Okay, movie. so okay. yeah, I would yeah, so, say yeah. it would be, then would this be pretty true. This is coming straight from the yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Again, like I said, I didn't do any research behind it. I just watched it and really enjoyed it the other night. There's been a lot of like, I guess like want to be social justice warriors mm. on Twitter who are like, you know, you have Serena and Venus who are these iconic women and their the movies named after a man. Mm. And someone came back as like, dude, they're executive producing the movie. Right. This is their story, but it starts with their dad. This is their choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They like, can name it whatever they like, want to. Back off. Yeah. Okay. We appreciate you. There's so many things to be mad about. We don't this have to be not, mad about this. This is not one of them. Okay. <laughs> well, even like the way the movie Conserve started. your energy, my man. Like 
again, I didn't know much about the family. I obviously knew who they were, uh, but to know, I think there's three other sisters that were included in this. They start off in the van, like riding in the van, and it's like, okay, so they're all tennis people, and you see two of them out there like chasing balls the whole time, and another one's working on her schoolwork. And I didn't get it right off, though. I was like, man, that's got to suck. Like, he's really proud of these two that are the future tennis stars, and he's putting the rest, like, behind. Like, And so I did have a little bit of awkwardness watching it, but you come to learn, like, he didn't force his kids to be tennis stars. Like, right, they yeah. were That's what they were good at, and they went at it. He also goes on to say, like, we've got future doctors and attorneys, like, lawyers in this house. Right. Like, these are the, right. you know, studying like the, the top of their class. the kid that's doing her homework, he wasn't like, get out here and play no. tennis. She was like, I don't want to do that. He was like, okay, we'll do your homework. Yeah, like, and she's working hard to become, like, a doctor or whatever, yeah. or attorney or whatever. And so, to see those moments, like, later on when they address that, where you're like, oh, okay, this right. isn't, these are my two-star children, the rest right. of you not. Right. He supports them each and, you know, drives them each in their own way. Uh, so, I thought that was really good. To that... I haven't seen yet, which is kind of out there, but at least with it being 2021, I want to throw them in there. You briefly mentioned it. Spider-Man No Way Home is coming out, uh, I think, 17th of this month or December. Uh, I definitely want to be there opening weekend. Definitely think it's going to be great for the first time ever. We may see multiple Spider-Man. I'm trying not to dive into it. That's the rumor, but I have no clue. I don't want to know until I'm in that movie theater. Who's punching that lizard? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I have no clue who's punching the wizard. I'm or the wizard lizard. Well, it could have been the wizard too. Yeah, it could be John Cena, and I'm completely fine like, with it. Dun, da, da, da. Uh, Eddie Brock. <laughs> the last one I want to mention uh, is one that's yeah. out. I have yet to have a chance to go see it yet. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh yeah, this is, they've talked. They've talked forever about making another Ghostbusters yeah. movie. There's been a billion scripts written. Uh, Dan Aykroyd's talked about it multiple times. Um, Harold Ramis, you know, was very involved and he's passed away now. So a lot of people automatically assumed it's done. Harold Ramis is not here. Not going to happen. Yeah. They did come out with like the all female cast version. That honestly was more of a, this is a fun, whatever 2000 ish movie. Yeah. This is like a hot take on a, like this isn't a continuation of the story. Right. So I'm not going to say it's a horrible movie. Like if you go into it and just enjoy it for what it is, you may have some fun. Yeah. 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 But it's not humor. Yeah, the way they've... And again, I've only seen trailers. Right. It looks very much like this is Ghostbusters just years later. They've put a lot of heart into it. There's a lot mm-hmm. of thought. The fact that your main three actors right. um, have come back... Plus, the director is the original director's son. It is. Right? And yeah. so, and there's a lot of heart. He was on the sets as a child. Right. Um, again, I've seen a lot of people just in comments. I haven't read big reviews, but just people that I know just comment. It's like, hits you in the heart. Right. You know, and I'm sure it's not perfect. Nothing ever is. But it's one of the things I hope to go into and see soon. And just to, it's nice to know, because Bill Murray forever was like, no, I ain't doing this. I ain't doing this. Right, right, right. There's multiple times that they've come up with scripts and Bill Murray wouldn't he do it. He barely did the first one. Yeah. To and be so, honest. Yeah. Well, to see it, though, and them talk about how he was willing to come in. You've right, got, right. Um, yeah. I'm trying to remember, like, Ernie, uh, keep blanking on his name. Um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. But, um. But the fact of like Dan Aykroyd coming back, Bill Murray coming back. Right. Um, and just the way they're doing this, it just seems like it's paying a lot of respect. Ernie to Hudson. Pres- yeah, Hudson. There you go. Uh, they're paying respect to it, I feel like, in a way that's not trying to just make money. Obviously, they're putting movies out. There's a lot of money invested. They're looking right. to see if they can make money. But to be open and honest and connect to the original movie in a very careful way. Right. Versus a lot of times, such as Ninja Turtles when it comes out. It's like, what crazy thing can we do to right. make money? Let's just throw spaghetti at the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Versus somebody, you know, that took a lot of time and heart to put this together. Right. So definitely yeah. looking forward to that. Uh, and Spider-Man No Way Home as soon as it comes out. Yes. All right. Well, my uh, my third entry is 
uh, I didn't think it would be on either of your list. Uh, this is more of a personal one for me. Um, Need to Breathe releasing a new album this year titled Into the Mystery. Mm-hmm. And the way they did this album, um, they actually released two albums. One was a live album. Uh, they did their first live show that was socially distanced back in March of this past year, um, which was uh, sold out. They did three nights. And they were sold out ridiculously fast. Um, but they re- released the uh, the live album uh, about a month later, which just brought me back into um, just loving music and loving the creativity and the the poetry behind music writing and the way they um, the way they present their music or whatever. Uh, the way they did this album though, um, they they got tired, just burned out on the Zoom writing session. Mm-hmm. So they. Um, quarantined for two weeks and then they rented a house and they stayed in that house for six weeks. Nice. And they they wrote the entire album. Um, they invited um, Carrie Underwood to come guest on, an, uh, on a song, which she did. John Foreman from Switchfoot came and did a song with them. Um, and uh, it's a it, it's a personal album for me. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, It's titled Into the Mystery and uh, there's a lot of um, just a, a lot of really good uh, good songs and good messages um, that are found in uh, this album, and uh, the third song specifically um, is titled uh, "What I'm Here For," and that song, you know, it talks about the highs and lows of. Um, you know, being a musician and not getting sucked into the fame. And uh, he talks about how uh, he says, I watched my friends take over the radio, but all I did, all I did was uh, put a hole in my ego and talking about how, you know, that jealousy bug took, you know, took over, you know, the gratitude or the, um, the joy he should have had for his friends whenever they made it big, but it just made him bitter. And I, I found myself like really immersed in that because you know, in my own like music or you know just extracurricular hobbies, you know, I've got friends who are doing great things aside from the stuff that we're a part of, and it was real easy to go down that like, man, that could have been us, but it's like, no, no, I, I need to be happy for them. I need I need to put aside my ego because um, he follows that lineup with, I had forgotten what that what goodness looked like outside my window, but it isn't that the way the story goes. Um, and he says, you know, I don't need silver linings. I don't need so much more. I just need room to be wrong. Sometimes that's all I'm looking for. And he goes on to the second verse where he talks about how, um, I was really trying to mean something to someone. Um, and just feeling the hurt like that, that, that he, you know, is just being vulnerable in that one song. Um, but it, the whole album, again, as we talked about earlier, tells this story of a group that um, has had their struggles and has had to find ways to not throw away the good things, to to remember the good times, to um, you know, instead of you know, you know, they, they talk about in the penultimate song, um, you know, I, I wish I could take a picture of you know in my mind, so I'll always remember. Um, and then the last song is just a very slow ballad uh, where he talks about, you know, he looks in his house and he has his wife and his kids 
and he's just so reflective and thankful and just such a good album and it's meant so much to me this past year um, and just opened my eyes to some of my behaviors and some of my thoughts and some of the things I've had to work through um, and allowed me to refocus them on not letting the good things fade away, not letting you know the goodness right outside my window be unnoticed. So that's my third pop culture entry into the mystery. Need to breathe. Go check that out, please. Nice. So good. Favorite on Spotify right now. Um, great album. Great album. Um, so that's all we have for you today. Do y'all have anything else y'all want to add? Nope. Don't think so. We, we are all podcasted think, out. Well, I think there's tons of things um, that you can just go look at on your own. I feel like I searched a ton to be like, what were the movies or TV shows? And there's tons of stuff that's great that's come out. Look, there's, honestly, follow me on Twitter. And yeah. I'll uh, let you know what I'm excited for. Yeah. I think there's just tons <laughs> of things. And I think it's the same way. There's tons of pop culture things, but it just varies depending on who you are. So dig into that. I think it's I think it's good to take some time and look at stuff in, over the past year um, in your general life, but also just the things you care about that you like, you know, entertainment-wise. Um, and just review that for yourself as well. Hey, share it online with us. What are some yeah. of your favorite things that you've seen or loved that's come out this year? Uh, and let us know about it. We'd love to check them out too. Absolutely. Uh, y'all want to hit them with some last-minute plugs? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Ashby Gray, G-R-A-Y. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm on Instagram at underscore live, underscore bright, underscore. Uh, I don't really know. I feel like we had that deep moment just then that was awesome. Thank you for sharing, Eric, and getting down there versus just like, oh, there was another Marvel thing we loved like, to end out that. And I think that... Witcher season two comes soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's important too, though, because I think sometimes we get called in to making ourselves only focus on the super overly happy, positive things, and we don't want to allow anything else in. And I think it's important for each of us to be able to be vulnerable um, and to put it yeah. out that. that took a lot knowing to put it out for not just two people in a room, but for other people listening. And you know, well. we were talking about how music, our musical episodes are some of our best episodes, mm-hmm. and the statistics seem to to also prove that out. But mm-hmm. I think that the one thing that the three of us really agree on and really vibe together on is how much music matters to us, and how Cheers. much it's meant to move you, and how much it has meant to our lives through the years. So, yeah. Look, go listen to some music, guys. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Here comes the general. Um, <laughs> I'm Eric Creech. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ericamac 15 Introspection and reflection is important. Um, thank you for Ricky Lyles and his contributions to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed this discussion as much as we did, that you're as pumped for the rest of this journey in the pop culture as we are. Here's my last-minute plug, because we have one more episode left in the holiday season for What the What. And it's a live episode. I don't know how we got to the Rocky... Don't know how we got to the Rocky theme song, but that's Greatest of all time. Greatest of all time. We're not talking about Michael Jordan. The greatest toy of all time tournament is here next week. December 20th. Brackets, we will be prizes, on toys, Facebook Christmas, Live fun. around 6.30, 6.45. Have your brackets ready. Make sure you've got a week to send them in. We will stop taking them in, Santa? I believe, uh, Sunday night. 
Uh, that will give us time to um, to gather all the uh, entries so we can know who's entered into our uh, our prize pool. Mm-hmm. Um, and be sure to join us as we discuss some, you know, 64 great toys. Uh, some that had to fight their way just to make it into the tournament. Mm-hmm. That's right. Like and me, fighting my way into this podcast. Yes. Yeah. She, you Could know, have just asked it a lot easier. <laughs> a lot easier. Like, sure you don't want this whole thing? <laughs> um, so be sure to join us next Monday night, um, December 20th, around 6.30 on Facebook Live. Again, follow us on Facebook by searching for What the What Media. That's all, all one, one word. word. All one word. And yes. make sure to catch us. Uh, you don't need to watch TV that night. We're going to be your holiday entertainment that mm-hmm. night. That's There's right. No, nothing more important. I'll be wearing Christmas Nothing pajamas. but reruns that week anyway. Mm-hmm. It's the week of Christmas. So watch some live new content from what the will be our last episode for um, for a couple of months. Yeah. Um, so make sure you join us for that. And check out our Facebook and Instagram page for more information. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, stay as cool as the other side of the pillow. And we will see you next time! Bye!